welcome to series two of my podcast, Innovation, where we get to hear stories and experiences of incredible women in science and technology. On most episodes, you're going to get insights into some fascinating innovations, but you may also even relate to their stories, especially if you are underrepresented or a little unconventional in some sort of way. As with all science and technology, what these women do for a living has a real impact on all of our lives, and we often don't realise it, but here on Innovation, I'm also giving women a platform for them to be heard and for us to be inspired and uplifted by what they've learned along their life's journey so far, both personally and professionally. This week, I talked to the very young Kristen Lewis, who is an A-level student in STEM subjects. I'm Kristen, I've just started my A-levels and I'm studying maths, further maths, physics and design engineering. Wow, maths, further maths, physics, oh gosh, okay. Um, not the easiest of subjects, <laughs> how are you finding it? Um, challenging, I think, but I, I mean, they're subjects that I love and I think I chose them because I like them. So that makes learning it a whole lot easier. Yeah. Um, did you choose those subjects because of where you want to go after A-levels? Um, well, slightly. I always knew that I wanted to do maths. I think uh, that was just something I always loved and kind of been my stronger like area. So I knew I wanted to do that. And then I was sort of thinking possibly about university and what I wanted to do afterwards. And I just, I love physics and I've always loved design as well. So I just thought they were quite good mixed together. Yeah. So those kinds of subjects usually lead to a career in engineering. Is that something that's a possibility for you? Yeah. Um, at the moment, I really well, I really want to do mechanical engineering, probably. Um, I just think, yeah, I love making and designing stuff like that. So I think that it's a good career choice for me. And do you know anything about engineering? Because honestly, at your age, I didn't know much about engineering and I chose it at university probably because my dad is an engineer and so I had a little bit of an insight but I didn't know too much I mean where are you at with that well I to be honest with you a couple of years ago I probably didn't even know what it meant um but then I think I started once I like had my subjects that I liked I sort of and I just sort of kind of looked into it and I was like what can I really do with what I feel like I'm good at and what I enjoy um and it sort of fell out and when I was younger I kind of used to watch shows with a lot of designers and engineers. So I didn't I had, didn't really see the difference between that. And I guess there is quite a big difference with there's a more mathematical side to it. Um, but I guess, I mean, there's also so many different types of engineering. So I probably don't know the ins and outs of every single one of them, but I think I've got quite good base knowledge, I would say. What kind of TV shows were you watching that had engineers and designers in it? <laughs> I always used to love watching like grand design and lots of architectural shows, but also, um, the Big Fix, I loved. Um, have you seen it? No, I need to check it out. The Big Fix. Yeah. yeah, so basically it's like designers and engineers. They sort of, um, they come together and they, and each episode, a different person comes on the show and they I will have like a disability or some sort of like issue within their lives. And basically the designers work really closely with them and they sort of create this product that helps them and has like a very direct impact um, so I thought I just loved it because at the end of every episode, there was so much emotion. That was just great to like see the direct impact they had. Oh, you're, you're, you're speaking my language. Like <laughs> I 
love the fact that engineering can make such a massive difference in people's lives. And I love seeing engineers doing good for people. Um, so you, you sound like you've got all of the interests and passions that would make for a fantastic career in engineering. Um, when you were watching those shows, did you ever notice that there was more men than women? And if you did or didn't notice, like, is this a thing for you now? I think when I was younger, I think it occurred to me a little bit. Um, but there was quite a good, I think, especially on the big face, there was a pretty good mix. Um, but I think also I tend to notice the women more the designers or help make it look pretty, whereas the men were sort of like, oh, the math side of it. So I think that was something I picked up on. Um, but it wasn't really a thing that I had in my mind until I was older and I was sort of like, ah, yeah. But then you chose maths A-level and further maths A-levels. So um, what is the current sort of like perspective of maths and STEM subjects amongst boys and girls, men and women? I mean, I think it's obviously a lot better than older generations. I think that there's there's less of like a stigma around it. But I think at the same time, there still are stereotypes. Um, and I think not so much. Well, I like to say I haven't experienced that so much in my school. Um, I mean, I'm the only girl in my maths and physics classes, but I'm not the only girl across my year who does those kind of subjects. It's just the way that it's fallen out. Um, and I think they... I like to say that they treat me exactly the same, but I think there is, I sort of maybe have a different approach to it based on my past experiences or just my knowledge of the future. And does that ever make you feel bad for whatever reason? I think definitely also at the beginning of the year, because I'd always come from kind of 50-50 mixed classes, I sort of was a bit apprehensive and nervous because I sort of felt that I'd have to be amazingly super smart to like have my place in the class um which is obviously wasn't true but I sort of felt a lot of pressure at the beginning and I was quite nervous that I'd be a bit ostracized but actually a lot of the boys in my class are actually quite good friends now so I think having the support of my teachers and my peers actually it made it easier but I'm not sure how much that actually translates into working life to be honest yeah I mean what is motivating you to maybe study mechanical engineering one day like do you have um an idea in your head about what you might be doing with your career like yeah. literally on like what you will be doing on a day-to-day -day basis at work I think it depends kind of what direction I want to go in at the moment I've like recently well not too recently but I've started becoming a bit obsessed with Formula One so I was thinking about maybe going into some sort of motorsports but obviously that's a very popular job choice and I'm also initially I wanted I think to go into F1 but I think that there's probably other series that sort of align themselves with like my beliefs a little bit better almost. What are your beliefs? Well I just in terms of I think that F1 is a very inaccessible sport for a lot of people I think to get to become a driver and also to become get into the industry in the first place you have to either be able to pay your way in or sort of know someone within it um, and also I mean the carbon emissions are insane yeah because the what I actually learned the other day the the race itself and the qualifying sessions and all of that the fuel usage is apparently around like a flight from London to New York something like that so it's oh it, it's bad but that's across a whole weekend all of the cars which is a lot better than I thought it would be but actually 
the amount of people there's each team has hundreds of people and they have to transport the team all of the members the drivers all of the different like cars and the wheels and the chassis it's just insane and because they don't plan the calendar by continent at all it's like you'll be in asia then usa then to europe then back to asia it just doesn't make sense they don't group it at all so i think that's probably why i'd probably i i just think that personally i'd probably work somewhere in another series that's more i guess environmentally conscious almost formula e i think maybe formula e i'm thinking formula e or maybe extreme e which is even more recent um but i just think it's a crazy way to promote climate change because they go to the places that have been directly impacted and they televise it but they also have quite a few like legacy days where they will do something actually out there or they also have like a 50 50 uh male female driver split on the grid which i think is great so i think something like that might be more my speed i'm not sure but yeah and what is it about mechanical engineering that attracts you like uh with cars um you know obviously there's all the the obvious like need for speed and all of the exhilaration of that but like in terms of actual mechanical engineering like what do you see yourself doing I think I just well at the moment in design I quite like we're learning about different systems and like stuff like gears and very basic stuff and pulleys and stuff like that. But I've really enjoyed kind of understanding how things work because I've never had that before. And I I never used to think that's something that I'd actually find genuinely interesting, but now I'll be able to like look around and see something and I'm like, I I know how that works. So I think just having that is something I kind of want to, I guess, move into a job of designing something myself or, helping design components that will then be put into a product. I once heard recently that the jobs that you will be doing in 20 years time probably don't even exist right now. It really made me stop and think. Um, I'm loving your enthusiasm and I'm loving your excitement for like maths and physics and where you can apply it. Like, listening to you makes me think oh I want to study engineering and it's like (laughs) I already did um but it's really awesome to think that in 20 years time you could be working on something that we don't even know about yet yeah I think it's incredible um and also with like so many new technologies coming around and like smart materials even um it just the things that people can do nowadays down to like molecular level is insane and if you think in the future and also back, if you look back in the past, like the development and kind of innovations that have been made just in the past like five years compared to what's going to happen in the future. And I don't know how much of like our time and resources is going to be based on like creating really cool things or kind of creating products that almost save the planet. I don't know where our time and resources will be shared, but I think whatever it is, it's very exciting. I mean, do you have an idea of what you want your world to look like in the future? I think kind of like just more sustainable, more equal for all minorities. And I think a big one, just equal access, I think, to education specifically, I think is uh, is education is, yeah, so important. That's so beautiful. 
Um, because to live in a world where actually everyone is treated equally and has um, more um, sort of equal opportunities um, and resources and we're not doing things that ruin the planet for the generations that come after us is such a refreshing kind of image. Um, and it's really exciting to think that you could be pioneering that, like you could be helping to make that a reality. Yeah. Um, it's kind of crazy. And when I listen to you, um, it's, like I'm not exaggerating when when I say that like you could make that kind of world a reality. Um, do you realize that like your stage in life, or is this like an obvious thing, or am I just really old where I'm listening to you thinking, oh my god, the world is your oyster? Like, I mean, I obviously have a lot of ambitions and things that I want to do, um, but again. Yeah, it doesn't really strike you that like you will be the generation, I think, that will make uh, the change and will kind of help change what you directly see in the world now and just improve it. I think it's it doesn't really feel like our sort of job, but I think it will, will end up being. And that is exciting, also very intimidating, I think, at the same time. Yeah, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes because... Um... You know, when I was doing my A-levels and uh, I had so much choice in front of me, um, I was quite held back by what people might think. Um, I was also held back by my own, like, self-belief. Like, can I really do that? Am I really capable? Um, do you have anything where you feel like, um, like what holds you back, if anything? Well, I think especially, like I said at the beginning of the year, I was not very confident at all in my own abilities. And I think that it's something that I'd always wanted to improve because I sort of, sometimes I'd have like a nagging feeling like, oh, you can really do this. Like this is, you are well suited for this. But at the same time, it's so difficult to kind of always put yourself forward. And especially if you're surrounded by people who are also or are just very talented and very confident in themselves, it's difficult to sort of get in edgeways and be like, oh, I'm here too, I can help. Um, so I think my one of the biggest things was just like put, putting myself, I, it's kind of cliche, but just putting myself out of my comfort zone and being like, this is what you need to do in order to kind of reach your full potential almost and try and really succeed in how I wanted to. So I think sort of my own mind could be holding myself back yeah yeah I mean you recently were involved with the F1 in schools mm -hmm. initiative um that must have given you a bit of a taste of what it's like working in teams and like yeah. what were the main things that you learned and 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 how did you change as a result of going through that process yeah well to be honest I actually learned a lot more than I thought I would because um, I was the team leader so I had to manage the two different uh, sides of it because we had the enterprise and then the design side um, and I think it's just it gave such an insight to any like managerial role um, that I never would have thought because I was quite I was good friends with everyone and because it's still um, it's still go ongoing um, so I'm good friends with them all but 
you kind of want to balance that like friendship with kind of making sure that they get the job done on time and not like making exceptions if they don't do it um, and things like that. You want to kind of keep on top of it and it's hard to kind of crack down and kind of be annoying when you want to succeed because we all wanted to succeed. And I think everyone actually, we were quite, I, I think we had a good team in the fact that we all wanted to succeed and we were all willing to pull our weight, but it's definitely hard to also, if you have different opinions to kind of be like, you need to do this. But yeah. Gosh, that sounds like such an amazing learning experience. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, something that will probably stay with you for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, at your age, uh, or even my age, to be honest, um, when I'm on Instagram, mm-hmm. I see, especially recently, there was like the Met Gala and like, there's like all these amazing glamorous um, events and like, people just wearing amazing dresses and uh, I don't know, like it really appeals to my feminine side. Yeah. And then like, I think about engineering and how there isn't really room for that um, or there isn't an appreciation of that side of life. How do you balance those two things being female and someone that's into STEM subjects? Yeah. Cause I, I had this kind of preconception that if I wanted to enjoy maths or engineering or anything like that, I couldn't enjoy anything else that was perceived as really girly, like clothes or anything like that, when actually I I do. So I think that was something that I was kind of, at first, I didn't really want to show. But then I sort of, I realized, I think, well, in a school setting, no one cared as I thought they would. I thought they would kind of view me differently or as less intelligent or less able um but I think maybe from an employer's perspective I think that could be very different um but for me I sort of just learned to if I was wearing an outfit that I really liked I would kind of feel more confident I'd feel better and actually I'd work better um so I think something like that um just kind of it's difficult but having the confidence to be you and also succeed and prove to people that you can do both I think is yeah I guess it's a bit like what you learn on um, the F1 in schools managerial role where it's like always a fine balance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't, you don't want to make it seem like that's your only interest and you can't do anything else because obviously you can, but it's just managing, trying to manage people's expectations is difficult. I think. Yeah. Especially as well. And I think it's also really important to not deny these various dimensions of ourselves. And I think we're living at a time, I mean, it wasn't like that during um, my earlier years, uh, because, you know, if I even entertained the idea of like, enjoying getting dressed up and doing my hair and my nails and things like that, like it would just be really frowned upon. Um, But I think we are living in a time where actually it's really cool if you have multi dimensions, but you do have to, succeed in all those dimensions to make it work push yourself I think also a lot of that is I when I was younger I think there was a lot of I guess in the media I consumed like tv shows that always be like very two-dimensional female characters who were written as like engineers or or boy doing boy typically like boyish things and I'd be like, oh, that's so cool. But they then they'd dress as a tomboy or they'd have very specific traits. And it was very two-dimensional 
everything would be the same. So whilst it's great, there's that representation. It's sort of, it's a very specific type. Um, but I think now actually I've seen, well, that I just, I think that everyone's a lot more accepting that I guess women have, can have duality. Like it's not just one or the other. They're not mutually exclusive. It's like, yeah. So I think that's something that definitely is changing. So what's uh, next for you on the horizon? Like, what are you focusing on at the moment? I mean, currently we've just done our predicted exams um, for our A-levels, um, which are very stressful. And then I guess now it's kind of the end of the year, so finishing up all projects. I'm just starting my um, design NEA project, which is like our, we get basically get to choose any context and brief we want, and we just have to make a product based on that so just in the beginning stages of that so I think that's kind of what I'll be most focused on and then also F1 in schools yeah and and what what are you doing with F1 like what's the actual um structure of the initiative well so we so our team what we did in our school because I was it was so popular we had an uh within the school we had a race um so that was a couple weeks months ago um so we we our team actually won that so we were quite happy with that um and so after we've done that we're all we need to get in our sponsorships and we need to kind of continue our marketing and branding and then we send off the cars because they're doing virtual races I think this year um I think by the 24th of June um and then that will go to the regionals and then if you get through the regionals you go to nationals then from nationals internationals um, so that's sort of we're creating different components because, I mean, beforehand, I thought it was just the car. I didn't really realize the amount of work. It's very time consuming. I think it is worth it, but I, I didn't quite realize how much time it would take because we also have to do engineering portfolios, enterprise portfolios. We have to make a pit display. Um, we also have to make a video presentation and then work on the sponsorship at the same time. So, yeah, that's quite that's what's going on. Yeah. Gosh, it sounds like uh, you're having to develop so many more skills than kind of like the traditional engineering technical skills, but like also communication and appreciation for media presence. And I think it kind of it's designed that way so that you kind of get rounded skills, that actually kind of a more soft skills. So they're very transferable in the workplace, no matter kind of your actual role in the team. Um, which I think is really good. I'm quite glad I'm doing this now because I think it will kind of prepare me (laughs) for the future almost, yeah. Well, you seem so sort of um, switched on to your career. Um, You sound like someone who's very focused, but also um, enjoying everything you're doing in the moment as you're doing it, um, which is such an amazing character trait to have. Um, I feel so inspired meeting you and speaking with you because you seem like the kind of person who um, is proudly themselves and is genuinely following what interests you. And it happens to be engineering. It's not like you were trying to fit yourself into a certain category. Like you're genuinely following your passions. And from my experience, when I've seen people do that, they can only succeed. So thank you. Yeah, I mean, I I try. I think a lot of the advice that we got when choosing our A-levels and choosing what we were going to do is just if you don't do something you enjoy, it's it's going to be harder to work. You're going to lose motivation. You're not going to want to participate as much in your lessons. 
So I think, yeah, in order to succeed, you really have to do something that you genuinely love doing. So final words of any advice uh, for anyone that's kind of about to make the choices that you've had to make in the last couple of years with regards to your career? Like looking back, is there anything you would have done differently or any advice you have? I think um, try and look at any and every opportunity. I know it's very cliche, but I think I kind of put off some things I just didn't think were me. But actually, if you do a bit of research, you can kind of say for sure what you think would suit you. And then, like I said, just do things that you actually enjoy. And also don't just focus on your studies. Do things outside of that you enjoy because there will be a time when they kind of interlock and then you'll have you can even make a career out of something that you love um so yeah on a side note are you um mentored by anyone like where are you getting this sort of like this far sight if that's a thing or like i don't know you just seem so like organized oh no i no mentor i think i just i wanted to give myself less work to do right at the end and sort of kind of plan a little bit ahead. Um, so yeah, I've, I've been trying to do my research here and there and all of that, yeah. Well, your future looks really, really bright and um, I wish you all the best of luck. It's great to meet you and keep up like all the, all the success you've had so far. Well done on F1 in schools, that's awesome. Thank you.